0: Radio check, radio check.
1: Welcome back, dim listeners. We're very glad to hear you're all enjoying the podcast about the dim and already completed past. We don't know what the long-term future looks like for anything, but we do know that for the next two weeks we'll get a couple of glimpses into other ways Rangers have become more involved in the organization. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, but at minimum, this week we'll get to experience kismet, chance, luck, being in the right place at the right time, producing 16 years of one person running a Ranger team, which is quite a record. Next week, lies and subterfuge bring another Ranger into a leadership position, our biggest laugh yet, and some dim history about burn safety. For now, let's get started with the first of our two-part How to Get More Involved in the Rangers series. We'll be like it. It's a
0: radio top. What I, what I was it? Test, test, one, two, one, two. Yeah, that's right. right. Test, test, one, two, one, two.
1: You two, one. don't want to say three, because then you got to lift
0: something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, Kitty. Yeah, this is Tabitha. Tabitha wants to get on the mic. Yeah, hi, sweetheart. Yeah, is that OK that she's around?
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure. OK. Splinter here from the Department of Institutional Memory. I got to spend a lovely afternoon with Rooster, who took over the art car wranglers in 2006 from C.C. Sally. He's a lovely guy, and this interview reflects Rooster's laid-back take on Burning Man, the Rangers, art car wrangling, and appreciation. I've heard that people do listen to longer podcasts, and in this time of sheltering in place, it seems as good a time as any to just listen to a ranger tell his story. Radio check. Hi. Hi. We're here with Rooster, and we're going to, and, and Tabitha. So we're going to have some cat sounds. <laughs> and we're here for the Department of Institutional Memory. We're going to talk about art car wrangling. And there's only one person to talk to about art car wrangling, and that's Rooster.
0: So I went to my first Bernie Man in 2001 uh, as the invitation of a guy I knew uh, to work on his art project, uh-huh. uh, which I did for the first two years. Um, but the whole thing kind of fell apart uh, in 2002. And, and I was looking for something different to do. And I noticed that uh, at the man in Templeburn, uh, you know, I was in the crowd and I couldn't see. And I go, who are those people up there in front of all the crowd? You know, they, they, they look like they're, they're, they're watching us. And, and they all look really cool and they're all dressed really cool and all wear these really neat, you know, Australian type yeah. <laughs> bush hats. <laughs> and, um, And I'd see them walk around the city and I go, you know, um, working on art projects is really hard physically for me. And so I thought, you know, I want to do something because I'm really not a party person. Mm -hmm. I don't go to Burning Man, never have for the raves or anything like that. And so I was looking for something different to do and had noticed the people that I found out were called the Rangers. Uh, I went to uh, an event at which Burning Man was uh, was looking for volunteers, and I found the Ranger table and I talked to them, <laughs> and I go, you know, this fits with my uh, prior work experience uh, in theater production and management. Uh, I had done things like house managing and event coordinating and things like that, which is really nice, because I didn't have to carry anything heavier than a radio, which is really nice. <laughs> uh, so I volunteered for the Rangers, joined them in 2003. Um and, uh, and I worked the burn perimeter in 2003 and 2004 <laughs> How and that, How'd that work for you? Well, I got my front row seat like I wanted.
1: <laughs> Checkpoint number one, become a ranger to get a front row seat. Nice one. So I got the front row seat that I wanted.
0: And the burn was still pretty small in 2003, 2004. Mm. So it wasn't blistering hot. Uh, it was cool the first couple of years. Um, but I found that, um, I guess as a personality thing, that I don't do good standing in one place for very long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that back then, I didn't have the personality to engage the participants. Um, I could do it for a little bit, but not a sustained thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, back then, I was having some back issues. Mm-hmm. So standing in place was really hurting my back. Right. So by 2005, 2006, so I had done burn perimeter for about three years, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as dirt rangering. Mm -hmm. And I always did the man burn, always did the temple burn. Um, But by 2006, I was at a bit of a crisis point um, because my back was still hurting. And and I really knew that I was not the kind of person to stand and entertain a crowd. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs>
1: That's great. great self-awareness.
0: Yeah, it really was. And it was it was very, it was heartbreaking in a way mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I'm still learning how to Dirt Ranger and I'm still really kind of shy and not unsure about that. and But I guess I'll keep doing that. But the special thing, you know, well, if, if I don't work, the the man in Templeburn. What am I going to do? So I was really kind of in the dumps, and I I had missed the the big group walk out to the man. I was literally dragging ass, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I and I'm like slouching along, and I'm carrying my jacket because I know it's you know it's hot when you walk out there. It's going to get cold later on. Right. And and I happened to be walking at some distance, maybe five yards behind uh, uh, the IC lead that night, which is Dirt Witch, and um, and CC Sally. Who had just been recruited to be a quad lead. Um, um, so I think quad leads were, were a, a going, a growing thing for yeah. them. And so CC Sally had started the Art Car Wranglers three years before 2003, which is the year I started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they were doing was to uh, keep the art cars at a safe distance because up until that point, there was nobody out there to control whether art cars. Were, were placed, and so they were getting too close. But anyway, CeCe Sally was the one who organized the R-Car Wranglers from the beginning. Uh-huh. And those two, they were walking out towards the man, and I was behind them. And um, so CeCe Sally needed a replacement. And I had known Dirt Witch because she was a person who I talked to when, when at the recruitment table. <laughs>
1: really? So I was like,
0: oh, yes. And so... Uh, <laughs> And, and she was the one who led the trainings, and she was very encouraging to me, which is really, really nice for somebody who was really very much in a personality shell at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm walking behind these two, and, and then they stop, and they turn around, and I walk up on them, Dirt Witch goes, Hey, Rooster, I have a couple questions for you. All right. She goes, Do you have any supervisory experience? I go, Well, yes, in theater, I, I do house management and run a little cruise and things like that. He goes, good. How are you with the radio? I says, pretty good, because in my work, I use the radio. I have a job for you. <laughs> this is CC Sally. <laughs> <laughs> she ran the R-Car Wranglers, but I need her as a quad lead. Uh-huh. Would
1: you like to do this? Checkpoint number two, how to get a leadership position in the Rangers. Be in the right place at the right time, even if you are dragging ass. Even back then Rooster had enough sense to ask the next right question.
0: I go, what does it involve? It involves moving around and just making sure all the car cars stay back. We'll stay in touch by radio. We'll form a small team and, and that's what they'll do.
1: Did they ask you to recruit people? Sheep
0: yeah. And then it was really funny and I'm like, oh say, so they offered this to me.
1: Yeah.
0: and and I just like lit up because I go, like, oh, Yeah. I guess i move around, which is what I really which was what I enjoyed doing during my theater work. Mm-hmm. Was I was always on the go. Right. And it's like this is perfect. This is it. And um, and I asked, hey, you know, it's kind of hard to walk this thing around. Can I take my bike? And she said yes. And that was even better. <laughs> now I'm bike mobile. All
1: right.
0: And um, she says, recruit some people. I says, you know, honestly, I don't know anybody. And she goes, okay, we'll find you some people. And, and the first Archive Wranglers in 2006, not the very first Wranglers at all, but yeah. the first for my year was Santa Cruz. Bayou, and Vegas. So it was us four. Four people. Were the first R car <laughs> Wranglers in two thousand six. In
1: your era. In my era. Post CC Sally. <laughs> yes,
0: era. we were all yes exactly in the post CC Sally area era. era. Um, we were all bike mobile. Uh huh. And back then there were maybe, I don't know, forty or fifty R cars back then. Not that many. Uh huh. You can pretty much line them up right. in a nice simple simple row. Right. And those first years, I was the only person who was allowed to ride across the inner burn circle on my bike. (laughs) Only one. I asked special permission to do this. Yeah. Because I had to get from one quad to the next. Right. And it was too difficult to go all the way around. Right. After a while, it's like, I can't do that anymore.
1: (laughs) But you had your fun.
0: (laughs) I still do. Um, I've been doing the Wrangler thing. I've been the lead since 2000, when I started in 2006. Uh. So it's been... Uh, 12, 13 years. 13 years now. Um, we've grown from a little subset of the perimeter, uh-huh. Rangers, to its own little unit. Right. It has a place in the clubhouse. Uh, it has a blurb <laughs> in the manual. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote a training manual. Yeah. For the Wranglers. In fact, for many, many years, we never had more than a dozen Wranglers,
1: uh-huh.
0: and um, oftentimes we might only have eight, even as the event grew. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that there was a need for more, but how to do that? I remember sitting in a meeting of the Rangers, and they were just talking about, you know, back in the days before we got so large yeah. that we had to do things online. <laughs> we could all meet in one room. And I brought up the idea of how do I go about raising the profile of the Wranglers? And I thought I needed help on that. And after the meeting, this is something I I always remember. Tulsa came up to me, and he says, you know, Rooster, this is a duocracy. If you feel that there's a need to do something, do it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we'll let you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's nice, Tulsa. So
0: duocracy, and I always remember that. Empower yourself.
1: Checkpoint number three, I love this one. Tulsa had no idea what the result would be of his going up to Rooster and reminding him that the Rangers are a duocracy. In that one bit of just-do-it advice, Tulsa inspired Rooster to stretch as a human and do what he thought needed being done for the Wranglers. Note humanity, you have no idea what your positive words or actions can do for others. So go out there and spread the good word. Not to turn you all into preachers. Things like this can happen. So...
0: And so this was a brave thing for me because I'm not, you know, I've always worked within a structure when somebody else always had the voice, mm-hmm. right? I just followed the, mm-hmm. the guidebook. Right. Here it is. I'm, I'm doing this on my own. And so I, I did start, you know, I think I remember writing something as a recruitment thing for AllCom. That was big. Uh, I advocated for a space on the clubhouse so that the Art Car Wranglers nice. would have their own little slot. And I was just kind of like talking about it. And, and, and it may have been Stonebeard, mm-hmm. who just took the initiative and did it. <laughs> I just appeared one there. day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, joy, joy. It was such a great thing. It's oh, when like, you had your, when your shift
1: slots came up?
0: Yeah, when they first appeared in the clubhouse for the very first time. It's like, we're real. <laughs> we're there. You know, people can now sign up. And I wrote the blurb for the Ranger Manual. Mm-hmm. I also reached out to the DMV Mm-hmm. and coordinated with them on some sort of a guide that we could give to the, our car owners. drivers right. and owners about how to place their vehicle. So
1: no one told you to do that. You were no, that, you were that just, was me. So that was a couple of years, and then all of a sudden when you got the feedback from the organization and it's working, well, well, you know, wheelhouse. It, it,
0: it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, you know, when it comes to, in an event like Burning Man, that, that I've learned in a funny way, it's an event in which there's no guardrails and you can do almost what you want. Stopped only by physics, right? (laughs) But it's really funny that you tell them to do something, art car drivers, and they'll do it. (laughs) And so I made the mistake of putting out a guide the first year in conjunction with the DMV that said, here is the perimeter for all the big art cars. And it was all written down. And it's like, if you're this size, you can be here. If you're this size, you can be here. And apparently, Everybody only read the first line. <laughs> and so everyone lined up where all the big R cars are.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know? It turns out that not many people actually read it.
1: Yeah, well, Burning Man, there's lots yeah, of great stuff you yeah, can read later if you yeah. don't have a good time. And you,
0: and you could post it on, on they have uh, their, their, their DMV R car newsletter. Mm-hmm. And it was dropped into there. Yeah. And it was really nice. And the guy who, uh, it was Chef Juke uh-huh. at the DMV who was wonderful to work with and provided color artwork, which I can't do. So, you know, real big props to him. You know, the thing I've learned about this is that you really have to, and this goes for rangering too, you really have to get your preconceptions out of your head about what you think you can get people to do. <laughs> and really what you have to do is observe, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And just look and go, what can we do to make this, communicate this in the simplest way possible? Uh-huh. Which is something that I have had to learn uh-huh. uh, and just observing, making rules that people couldn't follow. Yeah.
1: Checkpoint number four, making rules that people cannot follow is no good. Rooster learned early on, simpler is better. And when giving on information, try to make rules that are so simple and so short that people can follow them. Radio check. And what is wrangling? How does it work? Because all the wranglers really do,
0: it's not all that we do. But a lot of what we do is just checking spacing of how the R-cars place themselves. Mm -hmm. 90, over 95% of them are courteous of each other.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's just every now and then you get somebody who might be a little like, oh, I'm just going to park here and not really, you know, the party's on my R-car. Right. And I'm not really thinking about.
1: The 40 people you just parked in front of.
0: Exactly. And then it's when the hue and cry goes up. Yeah. And then we get called. (laughs) And then we just say, hey, you know, there's a really nice spot right over there. Or the funniest one is, is because nobody reads. <laughs> everybody just assumes. So, you know, site for the last few years have been putting out stanchions mm-hmm. uh, to mark where the perimeter is. Right. Instead of guessing at it. And so, all, so the biggest art cars will get out there midday, noontime, and stake their spot. And everybody assumes, oh, well, this is where the art cars are supposed to be. But that isn't true. It's just where the biggest ones are supposed to be. That's the farthest out. The R-car perimeter is set from 200 feet back from the participant perimeter line. Mm -hmm. The smallest R-cars, which are the golf cart size Uh ones, can be 100 feet closer or about halfway. Really? Yes. And then they stack according to size. Bikes are supposed to be along that 100-foot line as well. Right. So that first 100 feet is all just for our participants. Right. So it really makes it easy to see where your line is, right? right? Our car is here, participants here. Right. Anybody who crosses that line, <laughs> wrangle them, pull them back. Right. We don't have to do that too often. Oftentimes our issues become things like, like at the fire lanes. Right. Now that fire perimeters has become its own little department, we coordinate with them and right. those things are kept really nice and clear.
1: Yeah. That's
0: all helping all that. Oh my gosh, it's just really neat. Yeah. You know, now that the the Wrangler's profile has been raised, the last couple of years, I asked for and got 24 slots. Whoa. And I was able to fill them. But the reason why is because now we got hundreds of art cars. Right. And if you think about it, if you divide 24 by four,
1: Uh Department Uh of Institutional Uh Memory Math break. Math is hard. With 24 Wranglers, you get two two, pairs of bike mobile rangers per quadrant for 16 rangers and an additional pair of foot mobile rangers for each quadrant for a total of 24.
0: And yet we managed to do it. Mm -hmm. And I've also learned how to be a conscientious and aware lead. Uh And I think it's one of those, I think one of the great blessings of me having been gifted, the Wranglers, mm-hmm. was that I learned those soft skills of leadership that not only applies to the people that work mm-hmm. as a Wrangler, mm-hmm. but for the people who we serve. Right. Sometimes you have to drop a velvet hammer on somebody, but we did have to create a process to how to deal with uncooperative art cars, right? right? Uh, because they do create a hazard. Mm -hmm. Right. Not only do they block the view of people, but it also obstructs the exit of people in front of them that are really packed in in front of them. Right. And, you know, every year we have Amber Falls Mm -hmm. and they always fall around from 12 o'clock to about two. Mm -hmm. Always. Every single time. I always put myself at the 12 o'clock spot because it's too crowded for me to be at the 6, I, I lose vehicle mobility because right. uh, as a lead, I, I get a cart or a gator or something yeah. like that. So I'll put myself somewhere around 12 o'clock where it's less dense
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and I can just watch the ember fall. So I can monitor it
1: right. and
0: watch people move away. Right. Uh, only once has there been an incident of an art car catching on fire, only once. And that was many, many years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So fortunately it was caught in time. Right. And the guide that I put out to the DMV, I always talk about, please watch your vehicles. Make yeah. sure there's always somebody there.
1: Yeah.
0: And people will move away. I mean, we're all self-preservationists. <laughs> I mean, we're all scattered. So, you know, we're not stupid people. <laughs> right,
1: right, right, right. We're not stupid people. Hmm. So positive, Rooster. So positive. Next, succession planning, Tabitha and appreciation. Radio check. You're the lead. Do you have a second? Are you working on that? Do you have a succession I, plan going? I mean, you're doing this for 13 years, yes, 14 years. Yes,
0: so. and and I and I do want to hand it off.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things in the Rangers that we're not good at, but it's taken yeah. us 14 years to figure out we need to <laughs> we need to do it. You,
0: you know, yeah, it's a funny thing that you know I wrote the manual, I've done everything,
1: uh-huh. and
0: I don't want to say it's taken on my personality, but it has taken on a certain style. Uh huh.
1: Well, damn, we like style. <laughs> Burning Man is about style. Well, you know, that's well kind of, yeah. Let's accept well, that one.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you. It's like, I noticed that over the years, I get people who come up to me and say, God, I love car Wrangler. It was really neat. I want to do it again. So now I'm getting repeat people. And so I asked one person mm-hmm. why he enjoyed the Wranglers so much. And he said that aside from the, how much fun it was, he said that... Um, that I showed appreciation to my people, to my team.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Appreciation, it, it's cheap. It doesn't cost money. Yeah. And, and it doesn't take a long time. Yeah. And it's funny how much we don't use it.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's it was just one of those soft skill things that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. It started because at the end of the night, at the end of the burn, the way I drop perimeter is I don't have everybody come together. Because we're all spread out. And then when the perimeter drops and everybody flows in, oh, yeah. it's very hard for us to all get together. Uh-huh. So I would do my sign-offs, everybody would check in on the radio.
1: Mm-hmm. You guys get your own channel.
0: We have our own channel. The
1: attack channel, right? We do,
0: yeah. And so I would call so-and-so. Like I say, I called you, right. Splinter, and you would respond. Right. It was that contact was the checkout. Right. And I'd say, you know, I, I appreciate you working for the Wranglers tonight. Uh, I know this was your first time. I hope it wasn't too much for you, and I hope you enjoyed it. All right. uh, thank you and good night. So I did that for every single person on my team. That's nice. Um, on the radio. Um, and it was a way of saying thank you so much. Yeah. Because I can't reach out to them any other way.
1: Right, right.
0: So I had to be on the radio. <laughs> so it turns out that people really like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that has become a thing of, of how, mm-hmm. part of how
1: I do my... How you keep the team.
0: Yeah, and how I show them that I appreciate what it is that I do and right. that I, I try not to. It's hard to say something different 24 times.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that gets... You
1: appreciate what they do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, they're the ones who do the work. Right. They're the ones who get in touch with all the art cards. Right. They call me. I handle all the stuff that comes through IC. It's like there's an art car with this light shining on the right. perimeter, guys. Could you have them shut that off? Right. And that'll come through me. I'll send someone out to ask them to turn the lights off. And right. it works.
1: Right. Yeah. You show them appreciation. And also, you're giving those people something that they like doing. Oh, yeah. you got the gift of, here, run this thing. And now just giving people the ability to do a job that lets them watch. The- yeah. Is that, you know, that's huge you continuing that gift along
0: <laughs> you know honestly I mean that that is a big thing mm. I mean for for the people who do it but also because you know I ask for foot mobile mm-hmm. and I ask for bike mobile mm. because the foot mobile will coordinate with the uh, with the end of the of the fire lane right uh, and they'll work together to keep that thing open and um, you know I really try and, and, and have people assign folks to the quadrant that is good for their comfort level some of them are want to be active and continuously so moving. So they get six
1: o'clock. They get six
0: <laughs> o'clock. And I always team up uh, the, the new ones with, with the veteran. Uh-huh. And I get more veterans every year, which is really nice. It's the dream. Yeah.
1: The dream to have the beginning with a veteran.
0: Yes, always. Always. Yeah. So so even if you end up in teams of three, that's fine. Uh-huh. I'll even have a foot mobile Wranglers crossing the six o'clock, just kind of back and forth, because uh-huh. that needs to be kept open for mm. the fire performers. Right. And uh, so always a little bit of help for that, help getting our cars across okay. and things like that. You know, the the Wranglers is great for anyone who wants to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, and, and it's not like you're constantly engaging with people all the time, mm-hmm. but you are visible and people see you all the time. All right. And they'll see you go back and forth and back and forth and you will make contact with people. Right. as you get to know them. But you'll be in motion the entire time. All right. Uh, either on foot or on bike, uh-huh. or doing the fire lane thing, engaging with participants mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. with the payoff that you get to watch the burn. And so I know that I have heard that there are some folks due to issues cannot stand a perimeter line physically, like me. Uh-huh. I have back issues. Some people have knee issues, so they can't kneel. Uh-huh. But they want to be able to observe or help out at the burn. And so it's perfect for that kind of... Uh, thing where if you love riding around on a bike mm-hmm. and um, have the grand view of Making sure that everybody is placed properly. Right. Uh, with a very simple guideline, 100 feet, yeah. and then you just place yourself and when it fills in, find yourself a spot and enjoy the show.
1: Yeah. Well, this, uh, thank you for talking with us today. That was great. I appreciate that. So I appreciate all your years of work and uh, thank you very much and uh do you have any parting thoughts you want to share?
0: Yeah, you know, if you want When I joined, <laughs> hmm?
1: if you want to get involved, you know, <laughs> at BurningMan.org.
0: Well, I'd just say for anybody who's interested in volunteering for any department, but especially the Rangers and the Wranglers if it's, if that's what suits you, is I've always said Burning Man holds a mirror up to yourself. You get reflected back to who you are, what you are. But what I never ever thought I would See is a reflection of what my potential could be, which is what the rangers and the wranglers provide it for me. And so, uh, it's not so much what little department that you want to volunteer for within the rangers, is that you find something that really fits your soul, reflects back your potential, whatever that
1: is. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Stay strong, wash your hands. Radio 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 check. That's it for this week. Remember next week, part 2 of this series, how to get more involved in the Ranger Organization. Rise and subterfuge, how to start a fire. It's the radio